You're listening to the Audacious Church Podcast. This message was recorded live at our Chester campus. We know this is a great investment into your life. So tune in, listen up and stay focused. For any more information, visit us online, audaciouschurch.com. A brand new year is a new opportunity to go again. And for us, we believe in our church that miracles are a normal part of our Sunday service. And as Christians, Holy Spirit-filled, Pentecostal people, miracles should be something that we live and breathe and see in our week and in our everyday. Now, that little caveat aside, we are stepping in deeper with God in this term, 2023. In fact, we are titling this term, our term of miracles. And we're kicking that off tomorrow to Wednesday with three days of prayer, Zoom calls at 7 a.m., 7 p.m., and discipleship night starting on the 18th with small groups starting houses of prayer this coming week in homes. Why are we adding all this to your calendar? Why are we going deeper into encountering God? Well, it's because we believe that as we step deeper into the things of God, that God's gonna see our faith and he's gonna respond to your acts of surrender and obedience And we'll see God do more than we've ever seen him done before. So I don't know what you're believing for for 2023, for your family, for your workplace, for your business, for your friends. But I want to encourage you and challenge you right now to take the faith levels up a gear. Come on, what is it that you've believed for in the past that you've lost faith for and God's stirring it up again because we're going deeper together. In fact, we don't just want a large church. Of course we want that because we want to impact more people, have a bigger reach and influence in society. But we want a strong church. So we're kicking off with a brand new series called Stronger, Deeper. Stronger, Deeper. Turn to your neighbor and say, Stronger, Deeper. Stronger, Deeper. And we're kicking off today with prayer. Everybody say prayer. Prayer, love it. We do loads of prayer in church. We've got a pre-service prayer meeting. The band pray before they come on stage. We pray in worship. Abby came up today and she prayed. We pray in our offering. We'll pray at the end of the service. When we're going for an opportunity for people to meet Jesus, we'll pray in that moment. Youth are praying on Friday night. The kids team prayed before kids church. The kids team are praying in kids church at 10 different prayer stations today, which is awesome. We do that much prayer. In fact, we've got a pre-pre-service prayer meeting, prayer meeting, where the platform and production team pray before we have the pre-service prayer meeting. We do loads of prayer in the life of church. But I wonder, have you ever done something? You've done the what, but you've not known the why. For Lysandre's 29th birthday party, I had this great idea that we'd have a surprise party down where her mom lives in Kent. I text her family, her friends from down there, and I said, guys, we're going to have a surprise party in the afternoon. For Lizanne, meet there at 4 p.m. at her mom's house. We're going to surprise her. It's going to be awesome. But it was one of the hottest days of that summer. And her family had this great idea that we would walk the whole way around Whitstable in order to get an ice cream to hang out at the beach. Not only that, that because it was such a lovely day, we take the long way back home. We were out for hours in the morning. We were drenched with sweat. It wasn't a good look. We're out walking all day and we get home and I suddenly clock that 
her friends and family are going to show up in about an hour's time, and I've got to get her out of the house. Otherwise, it's not going to be a surprise. So I said, hey, Lysandre, it would be a great idea if we take the dog for a walk. She looks at me in the eyes like I'm crazy, and she's like, why would we take the dog for a walk? We've just been out all morning. And I said, love, it's a great idea. Let's go to the meadow overlooking Whitstable. She says, not a chance. I said, oh, yes, we will. She says, oh, no, we won't. It turned into a panto. I said, oh, yes, we will. She says, oh, no, you won't. But I prevailed and we got the dog. We went on our walk and it was the most awkward walk <laughs> of my whole life. Didn't even speak to me. This beautiful view over Whitstable. She did not care. She's like, why am I outside? I am so tired. But we get back home, go around the back gate in the garden to friends and family who shout, surprise, party poppers, her fit. Yes, love it. Love the energy in the room. Surprise, this awesome moment of family, friends, Lysandre's face, she burst into tears. I don't know if that's because she was that tired or that happy they were there. I wasn't sure. But this moment where suddenly she understood the why behind the what. And I reckon all of us have had these moments in life where we've done the what without understanding the why. We go shopping every week to the same shop for the most part. We do the what, but we never really ask ourselves the why. We check our phones. We haven't had a notification, but we're scrolling, checking anyway. We're doing the what without understanding the why. Automatic habits, things we just do and are in a routine of doing the what without understanding the why. And the danger for all of us today is we can go on this journey in church and following Jesus, doing the what's of being a Christian without understanding the why. And when you do the what without understanding the why, you just kind of scrape on by. You do it because you have to. But when you understand the why, you can live with an increased sense of zeal, enthusiasm, passion, vigor, because suddenly you understand the why behind the what. When it comes to prayer, if you can understand the why behind the what, your whole prayer life changes. Today, church, I want to suggest the four whys behind the what of prayer. Are you ready? Yeah. The first reason we pray at church is because prayer connects. Prayer connects. We pick up this story in Samuel about David, King David having a conversation with God. In 2 Samuel 2 verse 1 says this, in the course of time, David inquired of the Lord. Shall I go up to one of the towns of Judah? He asked. The Lord said, go up. David asked, where shall I go? To Hebron, the Lord answered. See what's going on here? It's a twofold conversation between David and God. How many times do we come to God and we bring our requests to God? We tell God what we want, what we like, what we need. But here David isn't just bringing his petitions to God. In fact, he's having a two-way conversation with the God of heaven. We don't pray just so God can hear us. We pray to connect in relationship with the Father so that we can hear his voice. Now, I love this about God. 
God doesn't even need to hear your voice to know what's on your heart because the Bible says God hears our thoughts even when we're far away. Psalms 139 verse 2, you know my thoughts even when I'm far away. But why is God interested in us praying if God can hear our thoughts? Because God wants a conversation, a dialogue with us, because he came in human form as Jesus, fully God, fully man, to bridge the gap relationally with humanity so that he could have a connection and a relationship with us. Prayer is always designed to be twofold. We ask of God and we hear from God. But look what David does next. He listens and then he obeys. Because in verse two, it says this. So David went there. Prayer is how David sought wisdom from God, direction, advice. He connected relationally. He knew the character of God, the nature of God. But then David obeys the Lord. Prayer connects us with our Father God. And if we're a Christian today and we don't pray, we're in danger of becoming that distant cousin in the family. You know that cousin who's in the family, but you don't know because there's no relationship? They're in the family, but you've no relationship. All of us who've made a decision for God are in the family. We're connected by the bloodline, the blood of Jesus. But if we don't pray, we're in danger of being that distant cousin with God. Sure, we're in the family. We get the Christmas card, but we aren't known. But God came that we would be connected, that God would know us intimately and deeply in a relationship with Him. Can I pastor you for a second? Is that okay? You must ask the Lord, hear from the Lord, and then obey the Lord. See, obedience is how we activate the promises of God. If you want to live in the promises of God, then you've got to be obedient to the word of God. Now, if you've got a belief, a conviction, a thought that is contrary to the word of God, then let me tell you, it's not God speaking because God doesn't speak that which is contrary to his word. Now, let me tell you, there is somebody who does speak who's contrary to the word of God. He's called the devil. And John 8, 44 says this, when the devil lies, he speaks his native language for he is a liar and the father of lies. God speaks and the devil speaks. God speaks truth, true to his word. The devil sows seeds of lies. The devil said in the garden to Adam and Eve, did God really say? Did God really say, don't eat fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? Now you've got to understand this, and this is a preach for a different day, but God is omnipresent. The devil's not omnipresent. God, through his Holy Spirit, can be everywhere at the same time. He's here with us right now. The Holy Spirit lives in you. But the devil, he can only be in one place at one time. So the lies that he sows sow into the fabric of our society and our law keeping and our identity and our politics and our social status because he's trying to lie on a global scale. Because sure, he could come after me, but I'm one guy. But if he could sow it into the very fabric of who we are, it corrupts humanity in the essence of who God created us to be. So God speaks 
The devil speaks, but he is a liar. And I want to encourage you right now to take your convictions, your theological presuppositions, your assumptions, your beliefs at the start of 2023 as we go deeper to the Word of God. Take it to the Word of God. Bring it to some accountability in your life. Bring it to some leadership in your world. And good news today, if you feel like you can't hear God's voice, well, God has already spoken in His Word. I have never heard the audible voice of God. Some people have, and that is awesome. If I'm honest with you, and I hope I can be, I don't really care because I've got trust that God has already spoken in his word. And if I follow him at his word, trusting him at what he said, I'll live a prosperous, faithful life, serving the purposes of God in my generation. This is how important prayer is, people. Even Jesus prayed. Catch this verse from Mark 6, 45. After he had taken leave of them, this is Jesus, he went up to the mountain to pray. Prayer is how Jesus replenished his relationship with Father God. He grew in depth and intimacy and faith, spending time with God. Now, if prayer is important to connect Jesus with the Father, then for us in 2023, prayer is vital for us to connect us with the God of heaven. The second reason why we pray is because prayer works. Come on, say it like you believe it. Prayer works. One more time. Prayer works. Bible says this in the book of James, and the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well, and the Lord will raise them up. James 5 verse 15, and the Lord will raise them up. We prayed recently corporately on a Sunday as people came to the front to get prayed for for healing. And an incredible woman called Jenny came to the front. And as we prayed for her, God healed her knee of pain here in the service. It was an awesome moment, an awesome moment. We pray on Sundays because prayer works, not only to connect us as a church with the Father God, but to get God's kingdom in us and through us because his kingdom is forceful, it's advancing, it's powerful, it takes ground. And God is interested in getting his power in us, but also out of us and through us. I love this story from a 19th century preacher called Charles Spurgeon from history. It says this, a group of young ministers came one day to visit his church. After showing them the massive sanctuary, humble brag right there, Spurgeon offered to show them his boiler room. The guests were not interested because the boiler room was not pleasant at all to visit. They're going to be in their Sunday best back in the day. They're wearing their suits, their ties, they're looking sharp. They did not want to get dirty in the boiler room. They, looked, they were hot and dirty, usually located in the basement. In Spurgeon's time, steam was the power source of the day. Boiler rooms were the power houses, the driving force of everything. Spurgeon led the young ministers down to a basement where they found about 100 people in prayer. Our prayer meetings closed, we're averaging about 50, 55 in the morning. Come here, 9.20, it's awesome. This, Spurgeon said with a smile, is my boiler room. Then said this, if the engine room is out of action, then the whole mill will grind to a halt. 
Today, church, you need to work the engine room, the boiler room of your prayer life, because it's from this place that productivity flows, miracles flow, healings flow, salvations flow, revivals flow. If you're feeling like you're burnt out, you need a fresh touch and anointing that's only found in the boiler room of God's presence. Prayer can work more in a moment than I could in a whole lifetime. And it's prayer in faith that makes a sick person well. And it's not just prayer in any name. It's not prayer in my name. It's not prayer in the name of audacious church. It's prayer in the name of Jesus because there's power that's found only in his name. John 14, 14 says, you may ask me, for anything in my name, and I will do it. Philippians 2.10, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow on heaven and on earth and under the earth. Prayer works because of the power in his name, because sickness bows the knee at his name. Illness bows the knee at his name. Poverty bows the knee at his name. Lack bows the knee at his name. Addiction bows the knee at his name. Insecurity bows the knee at his name because there is no other name than the name of Jesus. Come on, if you believe it, give him some praise in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name means God is is salvation. God is salvation. My world is in chaos, but I speak the saving name of Jesus. My body needs a miracle, but because his name means save, I speak the saving name of Jesus. My friend is far from God, but I speak the saving name of Jesus. Every time someone that doesn't know God and uses his name in vain, we might get offended, but they're saying Jesus, which means save. Their soul is crying out to their body, save, save, save. So when I'm in the coffee shop and somebody says, oh, Jesus Christ, I say save in Jesus' name. There is power in the name. So whatever you're facing in your world right now, there's no other tool you need. Yes, wisdom is important, but firstly, come to the name. Above all names, prayer works. We pray on Sundays every single week because prayer works. The third reason we pray is because prayer enlarges. Prayer enlarges. The Bible says this in 1 Chronicles 4 verse 10. It says, Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And God granted his request. Martin Luther says this, if I fail to spend two hours in prayer each morning, the devil gets the victory through the day. I have some catching up to do. If I have so much business, I cannot go without spending three hours daily in prayer. Martin Luther, who God used for the Protestant Reformation says, I cannot go without spending three hours daily in prayer. I love that. Jabez prays his prayer to God. And in our polite, nice British culture, we can get a little bit offended at this prayer because it might seem quite selfish. 
Jabez prays, enlarge my kingdom. Let me be free from pain. Enlarge my kingdom. We can get offended by that, can't we? But what I love is that then God grants his request. Jabez had to get over his insecurity, pray a prayer of enlargement and expansion for God to then answer his request. And I wonder today for us, what is God willing to answer, but we're unwilling to ask? God, enlarge my territory. Let me be free from pain. And God granted his request. See, the enlargement wasn't just for him and his house. It was for the expansion of God's kingdom. It was for the growth of his family. And I believe for each and every one of us, there's an extension and expansion and an enlargement in 2023. Our situations might not change in the next three months, but God is going to change us because no longer will I be defined by my condition, my ailment, my status, where I am in life, but I'm gonna trust that God will make me larger. He'll enlarge me, then he'll enlarge my territory so that I'll be a bigger, stronger, more faith-filled follower of God. Prayer enlarges my faith, my spiritual temperature, the presence of God in me and through me. There's an enlargement for you today. Prayer enlarges my territory. Martin Luther knew that if he was to accomplish anything great for God, then he had to go to the depths of prayer. It's back to the name. It's back to his presence. It's back to the Lord. Could he have used those three hours being productive? Of course he could. But he chose instead to use the time to get deep, to get personal, to get real with God. Because he'd come out of it a stronger, larger person. And we all thank God for what God done in him and through him. And I wonder today, what kind of enlargement could God have for you if you just be bold enough to ask? God, enlarge my influence in the workplace. God, enlarge my influence in the city. God, enlarge my family. God, enlarge my business. God, enlarge my finances. God, enlarge my health. Come on, what do you believe in God to enlarge today? Because if you'll ask Him, you might be like Jabez and God granted his request. The last point, last reason we pray, amongst the many reasons at church, is that prayer encounters. Prayer encounters. Acts 19 verse six, Luke writes this, he says, and when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Spirit came on them and they began speaking with other tongues and prophesying. Paul laid hands on them and they had an encounter moment where the Holy Spirit came. They were set free, they were impacted, they were changed. And for us on a Sunday, prayer is how we encounter God. We need to encounter God so that God can get His part in you and through you. It's easy, you know, James 4 verse 8 says, draw near to God and then God will draw near to you. See, it's on us first, isn't it? because God's already drew near sending His Son, Jesus, giving us the Holy Spirit who lives in us. He's done the hard yards and all we have to do now is draw near to God and God will draw near to us. Prayer isn't getting my will through God, it's God getting His will through me. 
And when we encounter God, we hear His heart, we hear His voice, we know His presence, we get an understanding of His character. And suddenly our desires, our wills, our wants line up with His. And suddenly we work in synergy, going where He leads us, being an impact and an influence in our world and in our society. But first we've got to encounter God. 2023, start the year off with an encounter with the God of heaven. Here's how we're doing it. This week, Monday to Wednesday, three days of fasting. What's a fast? Great question. It's where you sacrifice something in order to pursue God more. It's a really easy way to define it. Sacrifice that TV show for three nights this week in order to spend time with God, to trust Him for something. That thing you've been believing for, you've seen no breakthrough in, no fruit in, bring it to God this week as you fast. Maybe it's you wanna miss a meal, you're gonna fast a meal, you're gonna pray, you're gonna spend time with God. It can look like lots of different things, but don't count yourself out because you think you can't. Find something, social media, entertainment, food, a meal, sugar, Find something Monday to Wednesday as we corporately, as Audacious Church, pray and fast. It's one way. Second way to get you started. Zoom calls this week, 7 a.m., 7 p.m. Hey, you're not gonna come on your own. There's a whole, whole breadth of Audacious Church gonna be there, but I'll be there every morning at 7 a.m. So come and join me 7 a.m. as we encounter God and as we pray together. And our discipleship night starting the 18th of January. Come on, come encounter God. Let's believe this term will go deeper into miracles, we'll be stronger, we'll be bigger people. Prayer connects, prayer works, prayer enlarges, and prayer encounters. Right across this place, why don't you jump to your feet if you're able. Across the room, we've given you guys some journals for the year. You can go ahead and grab that and a pen. And what we're gonna do in this moment is we're gonna worship for a little bit of time. And I'd love it if each and every person in this room could get a word from God for the year. Now, what does that mean? It's a word that you're believing for that'll carry you, sustain you, anchor you for the year. The last three years, we've done this as a family. Two years ago, we felt God spoke to us the word overflow. We've seen an overflow in the church, in our family, in our world. Last year was breakthrough. Let me tell you, some stuff we had to break through last year. Because I felt God spoke this word when the struggles, the trials came, okay, well, God said this is the year of breakthrough. So I'm trusting Him for breakthrough in Jesus' name. And this year, what we're believing for is a family and as our campus at Chester is possibility. 2023, the year of possibility. If you're here last week, I preached a message. Things that are impossible with man are possible with God. And I wonder, what is it God's speaking to you about for your family and your world this year? A word, a sentence, a picture, an idea. And as He does, as we worship, write it down in your journal. Write it down and you look back on it and go, God spoke on the 8th of January, 2023, this word. And although I'm in a dry season, a blessed season, a poor season, a famine season, or whatever season, I'm gonna trust God at His word. So we're gonna worship band if you help me out. And right across this place, why don't we just close our eyes and sit for a moment. 
and pray. Connect with God. Starts with connection. Pray and ask Him to come and speak. In Jesus' name. He's going to speak a word today. A word of direction. A word of clarity. A word of faith. A word of hope. Draw near to God. And God will draw near to you. Thank you for listening to this audacious podcast. For any more information, visit us online, audaciouschurch.com. We'd love for you to join us at one of our campuses, Manchester, Chester, or online every Sunday, 10 a.m. and 12 p.m. 